relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal i know not what course others may take but as for me give me liberty or give me death the world will little note or long remember what we say here but it can never forget what they did here What your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I can hear you, the rest of the world hears you, and the people... is America First with Sebastian Gorka. This isn't just me thinking or saying. This has been approved by the highest levels in the IDF. We stand behind it and we will release the information so that everybody can see for themselves. Um, I am happy to be held to those standards and I only wish uh, the other side, and I'm not necessarily criticizing CNN, but I I only wish other media would hold Uh, the other side, Hamas, a party to a conflict, to the same uh, professional standards of scrutiny and not automatically say, uh, report that this was an Israeli strike on a hospital. And it took a lot of time and a lot of hard work to get those headlines changed. That is perhaps the um, most ubiquitous spokesman for the Israeli Defense Forces today, he is a lieutenant colonel in the IDF, John Conricas, and we are honored to be able to bring him to you later today on this show. Uh, we play the cut at the top for a very simple reason. They're lying to you. The mainstream media, the Jew haters, those who hate our civilization, which is a Judeo-Christian civilization, did what last night? They blamed Israel for an explosion at a hospital in Gaza. And they're still doing it. Some of them are still lying about it, despite the fact that we now know it was Palestinian Islamic Jihad that is responsible. They had launched a barrage of rockets from Gaza into Israel, and at least one of them landed on that hospital. But of course, who was to blame the Jews. Why? Because they hate them and they want to destroy them. From Rashida Talib to the mainstream media and the Islamists around the world. 
He will unpack that and so much more with our special uh, one-on-one guest in the third hour, the man who knows more about national security than most. We'll be talking to not only the region with uh, Julio Rosas, but also to the IDF and Lieutenant Colonel Conricas, God willing. In the meantime, can I get personal for a second? Oh, greetings. Welcome to America First with me, Sebastian Gorka. Will you indulge me for the next six minutes? This morning I sat down and I wrote a letter to my family. I wrote a letter to my wife and to my grown children. And the title of the letter is Safety in a Time of Heightened Threat. And it's my advice to the people I love the most in this world who I want to be safe. And you might want to just maybe use elements of my letter to my children and my darling wife. Terrorists want you to be afraid. Don't be afraid. Be wise and be prepared. Given what has happened in the last 11 days, I expect the war in Israel to escalate. With the jihadi murder of a teacher in France and two Swedish tourists gunned down in Belgium since the Hamas attacks, plus our embassies being surrounded in the Middle East, one of them set ablaze, the spread of violence to America's shores is sadly inevitable. As a result, we need to make ourselves harder targets for those who may want to hurt us simply because we are Americans. What's the nature of the threat to our family, to your family? For my family, for those that are living in the... um, proximity to the nation's capital, to Washington, D.C., the threat is the highest, given the symbolism of the capital and the number of very attractive targets to terrorists. Subsequently, I, your father, and are armed at all times. I am licensed to do so, and I'm carrying a weapon. For my wife... I likewise encourage her to carry a weapon because she too is licensed in the state that we live in. If you have family members who live in areas where they can get a permit to carry a handgun, they should apply now. Some states do not require that. You have constitutional carry. If that is the case, do so, but do not Do that without training. You cannot carry a gun and you shouldn't carry a gun if you do not know how to use it. In the meantime, to those who don't have a permit yet or live in areas where you cannot carry a weapon that is a handgun, you should look at other legal options. Carry the best form of CS spray or mace out there. I like Sabre Red. Sabre Red 
is a very good company that has pepper gel, mace. Uh, if you carry that, it's better than having nothing at all. If you live in somewhere like California, your options are quite restricted. However, outside of D.C., outside of New York, there is a lower level of threat. Instead of a sophisticated, coordinated terrorist attack by multiple perpetrators, the most likely scenario for violence is a sole gunman or a knife attack, as we saw in France, or a pro-Palestinian protest suddenly becoming violent. As a result, in addition to mace, I suggest you carry with you at least one ballistic panel in a backpack, in a purse. They're very inexpensive. There's a good company out there I trust called Maverick Tactical. These Kevlar panels are very thin and very light. They will protect you from a handgun. I have tested them, and they work. The best scenario is, of course, not to be in harm's way. To that end, I suggest for the time being to avoid unnecessary exposure. That means large crowd events that are attractive to assailants because of the concentration of innocent victims. It also includes visits to symbolic locales like New York. Wherever you go, remember what I told you years ago when you were children. At the mall, in a restaurant, always note all the exits. If an attacker comes into a restaurant, people will rush to the exit they came in through. That means they rush into the kill box. Every restaurant, every store has a rear exit. Use it. If you cannot escape, if you cannot fight, understand the difference between concealment and cover. Concealment is hiding behind a chair, but a chair won't stop bullets. Hiding behind a structural column made of steel or concrete will protect you from a gunman's bullets. We will not live in fear. But for the next few weeks or months, let us make it as hard as possible for the bastards to hurt us. And I closed my letter. You are the most precious things to me and your mother. I love you all. I have nothing else to say. I just want you to use that advice and to think about one thing. You are responsible for your safety. I'm Sebastian Gorka. You're listening to America First. If you enjoy what you hear here, if you find it valuable and useful, especially our long-form interviews, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. Share the links with your friends. And if you've had it with the political persecution of my former boss, please go to sebgorkastore.com and buy the merchandise that supports him in his fight for justice in America. And go to donaldjtrump.com to support him directly. Whether it's the regular Hellcat or whether it's the compensated RDP with that miniature red dot, I love a ball. How did it take so long to invent a factory compensated subcompact 9mm? Well, guess what? Springfield did it, and I'm a huge fan. 
And I'm Sebastian Gorka. The Hellcat from Springfield Armory is still the smallest, highest capacity micro compact in the world. Available in standard or optics ready configurations. Class leading capacity of the Hellcat gives you 11 plus one with the standard magazine and 13 plus one with the included extended mag. The definitive concealed carry pistol is here. The Hellcat from Springfield Armory gives you the capacity to defend. I know Sebastian well. Listen to him. He's with us. Welcome back, dear friends. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, The shocking, shocking images out of Israel kind of spur us, don't they? What can we do? Is there anything we can do? Well, there is an amazing organization, the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, that has stepped up to the plate, and we are honored to be allied with them. Just listen to their president, Yael Eckstein, on how you can help. This is an unprecedented situation, and we cannot do it. We can't respond. We can't hear the cries for food and water if we don't have your support. So I would say to all of the listeners, I know the Salem listeners love God, that they love the Bible and believe, Nachamu, Nachamu Ami, now is the time to comfort, comfort my people. And so I am asking the listeners who pray for Israel, who love Israel, who stand with Israel to fill that biblical mandate to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, because never in Israel's history have we needed that support more than now. If you want to help provide emergency aid to the people suffering in the Jewish community, please check out my website. The easiest way, even if it's only $10, if it's 100 bucks, give as much as you can. Help those who are suffering right now. Go to sebgorka.com and click on the Israel at War banner. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, sebgorka.com, or call in your donation to the fellowship on 800-241-7771. You can make a difference. You can help those who are suffering. 800-241-7771, or just go to S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, sebgorka.com, and the Israel at War banner at the very top. All right, we're going to give you breaking news. We're going to stay up to date on everything that is happening uh, here in D.C. There's now, wow, is this an, Eric, is this an insurrection on Capitol Hill? I'm pretty sure by the left's definition, any protest in the Capitol complex is a, an insurrection and a threat to our democracy. So the po- pro-Palestinian anti-Semite protesters are inside Congress right now. Wow. Breaking news. We will keep you updated on the latest, quote unquote, insurrection. But first, let's go to a man who knows about violence on the streets of America. He's the author of a book, fiery, but mostly peaceful. He's my former colleague, independent journalist, Julio Rosas and former Marine, because there's no such thing as an ex-Marine. Where are you? Which nation of the world do we find you in today, Julio? Well, I'm currently in Eshkelon, Israel, just north of the Gaza Strip. 
All right. Well, God bless you, Julio. Thank you for going in there as a war correspondent. Please stay safe. You are a Marine, so you know what that means. Um, Talk to us about what's happened in the last 24 hours. We saw this unbelievable reportage of the uh, explosion at a hospital in Gaza. Uh, We have now confirmation tracking of the missiles that were launched from Gaza. Do you have any more clarity on what actually happened? Is this probably Islamic Jihad, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, or are there still people saying, oh, no, 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 the IDF bombed a hospital? No, I mean, there are still people claiming that this is the IDF Rashida Tlaib just today, um, not too long ago at a rally outside Congress, repeated that. But it is absolutely not true based on the evidence that we have. And um, I, I, know, I know personally that it's not true uh, that the IDF hit it because I saw the rocket barrage that that was fired, that that rocket was a part of. Uh, last night outside of Sardot, Israel. And it it wasn't just fired in one location. Rockets were fired in multiple locations to the point where we, myself and other reporters, had to go into a bomb shelter um, because uh, Sardot was being being targeted as well. And it was only after that barrage that we then started to see the reports about this supposed, you know, airstrike on on the hospital. But it it, it never made sense to begin with because of the timeline, uh, you know, prior to to the reports. And then, of course, today we're seeing the daytime images and video. And the impact site is not anywhere close to being consistent for uh, an an Israel payload, whether it's a JDAM or or anything that they have in their arsenal. The, the, The impact is more consistent with uh, a rocket, whether it's from Hamas or the Islamic Jihad. Right. So we're talking about magnitudes of scale. You know, the, the, the destruction wrought by a JDAM is very different from the destruction wrought by a, a dumb rocket, a Katusha-type rocket that uh, has a very different payload. Um, what else are you hearing in terms of uh, imminent action by the IDF, whether it's Hoskett dress use, whether it's a land incursion? Of course, the, uh, the visit by uh, Biden to the region complicates those matters. Uh, are you hearing that uh, – is there any is there any dissatisfaction Satisfaction? Is there impatience amongst the Israelis that they want to see action from Bibi and his team? Yes, because uh, obviously they they have in a, in a similar vein to you know people back home in the states. They have uh, after this after these surprise attacks, they have a distrust in the in the government, but they do have trust within the military and. Um, you know, I've, I've I've spoken to some of the reservists who have been called up, and and they are nervous. Uh, uh, you know, who wouldn't be? But they also know that action does need to be taken because um, obviously, what happened on October seventh can't can't go unanswered. And and uh, you know, clearly, the the current leadership of Hamas is not you know going to be able to coexist with with Israel uh, anymore after that. So, um, you know, for for all intents and purposes, they are still in the process of making sure um, Israel is making sure that. They are ready to not only go into Gaza and to be successful in that, because as you and I both know, urban combat is very, very difficult, but they also have to make sure that their northern regions and their eastern regions are adequately prepared for any pushback from other other actors as, as well. And so um, th- this stuff takes time, and, and it did seem like last week, uh, you know, four nights ago, three nights ago, that they were ready to go in. To Gaza, but uh, you know plans changed at the last minute, and there was also a problem problem with the weather. So um, I think I think part of the one of the reasons why it's taking a little bit of time is because they're trying to make sure 
who is a hostage and who is dead. Because in the time since since October 7th, the, the number of hostages keep increasing. And so not only do they have to figure out how many there are, but I'm sure they're trying to figure out where they are. And so that it, when they go in, uh, one, they don't kill them, but also, two, to try to try to get them out it, once they do a ground invasion. And, and that's going to take time. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. In the next hour, we're um, endeavoring to get IDF spokesman uh, Colonel John Conricus on with us. Um, in the meantime, I'm sure you're talking to people on the ground, to Israelis, to IDF members. We've only got about 30 seconds left. What is your sense of morale amongst the fighting forces? Are they ready to roll? Are they eager to bring justice to Hamas? Absolutely. Absolutely. And whenever I say I'm from the United States, they say, you know, thank you for, you know, thank you for your your support for because for we need want to finally get rid of Hamas once and for all. And um, it, it's it, it, the anticipation is building uh, today. Uh, there are certainly a lot more airstrikes from the IDF. Um, and so that they, they, they're they continuing to hammer away. And I'm sure that once they have everything in place, uh, you know, the Israeli government will give the order for them to go in. His Substack, you should follow right now. It's juliorosas.substack.com. And his uh, Twitter account is julio underscore rosas11. Stay safe, my friend, and we will be checking in with you regularly. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. The number here for you to sound off on the events of the day in the last two weeks is 833-33-GORKA. That's 833-334-6752. Don't forget to follow us on social media for all uh, updates. Look for Seb Gorka or Sebastian Gorka on Twitter. Twitter, Truth Social, Facebook, Instagram, Parler, Get It, Telegram. You can watch us on the Salem News Channel app. And don't forget my Substack at SebastianGorka.substack.com. Threats to our financial freedom and stability are growing. China, Russia, India, Brazil, and Saudi Arabia are conducting international trade in local currencies, not the U.S. dollar. Rising interest rates and bad loans are exposing the banking system and causing failures. The Biden administration sends hundreds of billions abroad while depleting our strategic oil reserves and ignoring crumbling infrastructure. However, the biggest financial threat may be coming from within. Central bank digital currency is real. Patents have been filed and the big banks have released plans for implementation. The vets at Midas Gold Group see tyrannical implications. The end of cash? The end of financial privacy? Big government able to see your every purchase? Could there be ties to a social credit system? You can own private currency. Gold and silver. Get free silver just for asking Midas Gold Group how you can use your retirement to own physical gold. Call Midas Gold Group today at 855-322-GOLD. That's 855-322-4653. MidasGoldGroup.com. You're listening to America First with Sebastian Gorka, former strategist to President Donald J. Trump. All right, guys, uh, we have some problem with the radio transmission. So hi to everybody out there watching us on Rumble. Uh, if you uh, are not up to the latest uh, occurrences on Capitol Hill, I've just published a video on my Twitter, on my Facebook, and I'm posting it now to Truth Social. 
that the um, insurrectionists, pro-Hamas insurrectionists, have taken over the capital. Curious to see whether they get 51 uh, months in prison like that lady who uh, we discussed yesterday on the show from January the 6th. We will keep you updated. But there are hundreds of people inside Congress right now. As uh, Jeff said, Jeff, what, what should Congress be doing now as the insurrectionists are taking over the buildings? Um, we're trying to elect a new speaker, which is an official government uh, procedure. And if you yes. interfere with that, that's, uh, that's I think like twenty years. It's like twenty-five years in prison. That's yeah. sedition, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, when you look at it, it's worse than Pearl Harbor in nine eleven. Wow, you're so right. We're in the middle of choosing a new speaker, which means this is worse than the Civil War, right, Jeff? It's the worst thing in this, the world's ever seen. Eric, do you agree with Jeff's analysis? It's a desecration of a temple of our democracy, as Nancy Pelosi says. Oh, they, they indeed. All... <laughs> yes. Uh, if you think we're just taking the mickey here, here she, here's Na- what if Nancy's going to say this about the events of today? Here she is on MSNBC talking about Jim Jordan and the desecration of democracy. Cut seven. They were in denial about the election. And for all the horror of that day, the violence, the desecration of the capitalist temple of democracy in the world, the violation of our Constitution to have that day being the acceptance of the Electoral College vote, the whole thing, the assault on our democracy, after we went back to the Capitol, took the vote, yeah. Overwhelmingly, the Republicans voted against accepting the results of the Electoral College. Yeah. And this person that they're putting forth to be Speaker of the House, it's just appalling. Desecration of democracy happening right now on Capitol Hill. Pro-Hamas protesters. We'll keep you updated. If you enjoy what we provide for you here on America First, support those who make it possible. Great patriots like Mike Lindell. He's celebrating 20 years of my pillow, the pillow that never gets hot, never loses shape. He's got an amazing deal on the queen size right now, but also another more than 150 items on his website made by Americans here in America for you. Check them all out at MyPillow.com. Use my name for up to 66% off. You can call in your order. Talk to a real human being. How refreshing. Forget all that garbage that Chinese tat on Amazon. Go right now to MyPillow.com or call them directly on 800-829-8468. That's 800-829-8468, MyPillow.com. But you've got to use the secret code G-O-R-K-A. All right, let's go to your calls. Line one, Pittsburgh, Dave. Good afternoon. Greetings. How are you today? Not bad. What are you wanting to share with us? A question? A comment? Well, a couple, couple points I'd like to, to make. Biden uh, seems he's oblivious to the fact that when he gives $100 million for relief to Gaza, Hamas is the first in line with their hands out through some shill. And they're doing it for peaceful purposes. You know, they want, they want tons and tons and tons of concrete. Um, it's not to build homes or stores. It's to build tunnels underneath the city. And then the uh, $6 billion, um, you know, that's, that's frozen. You had, uh, 
you had uh, wink and blink and nod say, oh, not one penny is spent. But, you know, when you take a look at it, um, depending upon how they worded it, okay, they're not allowed to touch the $6 billion principal, but that's uh, making about $27 million a day in compound interest, <laughs> compounded daily at 0.45%. So, yeah, they can't touch it for a month, but that pays for a lot of rockets. Well, let, let's listen to the man himself. This is the beta male, Tony Blinken, saying, oh, don't. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll ra- la- write nasty letters if Hamas steals the aid. Cut eight. Play cut. Today, and at our request, the United States and Israel have agreed to develop a plan that will enable humanitarian aid from donor nations and multilateral organizations to reach civilians in Gaza, and them alone, including the possibility of creating areas to help keep civilians out of harm's way. It is critical that aid begin flowing into Gaza as soon as possible. We share Israel's concern that Hamas may seize or destroy aid entering Gaza or otherwise preventing it from reaching the people who need it. If Hamas in any way blocks humanitarian assistance from reaching civilians, including by seizing the aid itself, we'll be the first to condemn it and we will work to prevent it from happening again. Oh, well, that's okay. If, If they take the millions of dollars in aid and they buy more rockets and more guns that's all right they'll tell them not to do it again oh my gosh can we get some leadership back in the white house i'm sebastian gorka this is america first coming to you from the relieffactor.com studios relief factor pain relief that works pain relief that's real pain relief that is liberating over a million americans from their daily pain me included. Yes, I had a low back pain issue that plagued me for nine years, almost a decade. I took Relief Factor, and then two weeks later, I was pain-free. And I'm still pain-free more than four and a half years later. That should be you. That could be you. There's only one way to find out, but it's super easy. Order the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do. And I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee. By the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you. Like it works for me and a million of your fellow Americans. Call 800-500-8384 today or go to relieffactor.com. Write that number down, 800-500-8384 or relieffactor.com. That's 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. When the government used emergency edicts during COVID to restrict the gathering and worship of churches... Three pastors facing the risk of imprisonment, unlimited fines, and their own churches being ripped apart took a courageous stand and reopened their doors in the face of a world that chose to comply. The Essential Church is a feature-length documentary that explores the struggle between the church and government throughout history. This fascinating story uncovers those who've sacrificed their lives throughout history for what they truly believe in. We discover why the church is essential and how we prove that this stand remains true from a scientific, legal, and most importantly, biblical perspective. This is not your typical movie. It'll change your life. You need to see this movie with your friends and family. The Essential Church is streaming today exclusively at SalemNow.com. That's Essential Church, streaming at SalemNow.com. Here's looking at you, Snowflake. America first. 
Welcome back, dear friends. I don't know. Is it true, team? Are we actually broadcasting again? Jeff, Eric, somebody speak to me. We are we actually broadcasting? I believe we received the good news that we are back on the air. Dr. I got G. a big thumbs up from the big boss, John. First hour, we were only on Rumble. Apologies to all of our listeners for having to hear yesterday's show. The gremlins were in the system, but we are going to put the whole show, all three hours, on the podcast today, uh, as opposed to just the final hour, as we usually do the long form, so you won't miss a thing. Uh, God willing, we will be connecting with uh, IDF spokesman uh, Colonel Conoricas in the next segment uh, to tell us what has truly happened there in the Middle East. But it's that time. We've got to talk to our West Coast warrior princess, AM870, AM590, the answer. Jennifer Horn, we have a little surprise for our listeners and viewers, do we not? I love when we cook up something a little fun, a little different every single day, right? Yes, we got so, a little something spicy today. What's so the plan? I went today? Well, here's the deal. So I filled in for you on Friday, and thank you for letting me do that. Had fun with all of you. And you called in, and I interviewed you on your own show. And I said, you know, that was kind of fun. And you called me today, and you said, hey, maybe we should do that again. So I said, why not today? Because your expertise is in addressing threats to this country. The way that you and I even connected is when you wrote your book, Defeating Jihad. And you came out, and you did some local events for us, even before you were on Salem Radio nationally. And, you know, there's a lot of fear out there today, Seb. You've got last Friday, which was the Global Day of Jihad. Now we've got another day of rage declared by Hezbollah. We've got people storming the Capitol. And so I thought maybe it would be helpful to talk about the threat level as you see it right now, both overseas and in this country, because this is something that is your specialty. So as you've been talking to your sources and as you've been watching this and you understand extreme Islamic terror, what do you think is the... Is the threat to us here at home? Obviously, the FBI says there's a credible threat or no credible threats, but they say that there is something that we should be diligent about because the chatter is on the rise. What does that really mean for us? I actually did a whole monologue on this um, that um, I'll try and reprise later in this hour because of the the loss of the broadcasting. And it's based upon a letter I wrote to my wife and my children this morning about what it means. Um, and please uh, listen in half an hour. I'll, re- I'll read the whole letter again. But it means the philosophy is very simple, Jen. We have to take responsibility for our safety. And this will vary in you know, state jurisdictions, municipalities. We have members in, uh, of our family in California, so it's very different from in Virginia or even in D.C. But it's up to you. And the key message, Jennifer, is the terrorists want us to be afraid. We mustn't let them succeed in that, but we must be wise and we must be prepared. And that means if you're in a vicinity where you can do it, carry a gun. If you need a license to carry the gun, do so. Most important of all, get training so you can use it properly. And even those areas where you can't, there are other things you can do to protect yourself. And also, I recommended you know, forms of defense that aren't. Uh, guns. I mentioned ballistic panels you can put in your backpack that are actually bulletproof. Kevlar has become so light and thin today. Uh, there you go. Maverick Tactical is, is one, of, one of the best guys out there. And then just be aware of your surroundings. I, I gave a very simple example. When, when you go into a restaurant or into even a, a store in the mall, 
if something bad happens, and it doesn't have to be a jihad, it can be just, you know, a, 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 a shooter, an active shooter situation. Where do people run to? They run to the exit of the, the shop, the exit of the restaurant, which is probably where the killer is. So you're actually running into the kill box. Every store, every restaurant has a back exit. It's where the kitchen is. It's where the stockroom is. Understand every place you go has more than one entrance or exit. Be aware of your surroundings. Don't be paranoid. Don't stay at home hiding. But just please be aware and understand you are responsible for your safety. Absolutely. And you're the one who who taught me that. And now when I walk into a shopping mall or to a restaurant, and it doesn't matter, we have a huge crime threat in Los Angeles where I live. You have now the the threat uh, on the rise of uh, these people who want to bring jihad to the Western world. You just have to be aware of your surroundings, know how to get out of where you are because it can save your life. So I think that's really important to remember, especially and just kind of jumping into the next topic, we have an open border right now. It is unclear whether or not this Biden administration, actually, we know they don't have any idea who's in this country. We can only guess and how many of them have ties to terror. And you never know who's living down the street from you. No, I mean, look, look at the last two and a half years. Look at the last three months. 150 people on the terror watch list. The math of 9-11 should make everybody wake up. 19 jihadis killed 3,000 people. And in the last three months, almost 10 times that number have been intercepted. That we know of how many have not been intercepted. That should be the wake-up call. What would you do as a, as an advisor to President Trump? You helped well, your fingerprints are on the fact that they tore up the Trump administration, tore up the Iran nuclear agreement. You had President Trump's ear. If you had President Biden's ear or whoever is pulling the strings, what should they be doing right now? Because I feel like there's a lack of understanding about the ideology of terrorists that they want to kill at all costs. They'll kill their own people. They'll kill themselves. They'll kill you or me. They don't have any empathy. There's no there's no rule of war that's in their mind. And it really feels to me that Obama before him and Biden now, they don't have any shred of understanding or they're intentionally ignoring that. It's a very difficult question to answer because if you don't believe that evil exists, if you think you can negotiate with people who want you dead, whether you're a Jew, a Christian, or an atheist, um, it's very difficult to pull that person out of that worldview because their worldview is wrong. And to actually admit your worldview is wrong is a very painful thing to do. It's like when the alcoholic admits that they're an alcoholic. That's that's the toughest thing for them to do. Um, What should we be doing? We, We... let, let me answer by, by what Israel is good at doing. They need to go into Gaza. They need to rescue the hostages. But if you look at who the real perpetrators are, it's, of course, Iran. Mm-hmm. I would like to see Mossad. I would have liked to have seen it happen in the last 10 days. To send their teams that are very effective around the world and neutralize key members of the Iranian regime, members of the Islamic Republican Guard, people who are, you know, like Soleimani, orchestrating these attacks. If you kill enough individuals of high worth to that terrorist regime, you change their calculus. They, you de-incentivize them at the top. Why? Because you can always find cannon fodder. You can always find the suicide bomber, the terrorist with the AK, but it's the people who plan it that need to be disincentivized as rapidly as possible. We as a nation 
have to stand by Israel's plan to do that instead of, as Biden did, say, oh, and Bibi better, you know, uh, act in ways that comport with the Geneva Conventions. We shouldn't be wagging Mm -hmm. our finger at the people who've suffered an attack equivalent to 30 9-11s. That's where we should begin. I don't think that we're under any grand illusions in this country that our military is ready to do this. This isn't saying anything about the military rank and file. We have the strongest military in the world, and God love the people who represent this country. But the leadership of the military, I don't think, has the backbone for this. But something we've been talking about on The Morning Answer is going in and neutralizing the threat of Iran. They are funding all of this terror. Go in and take out their nuclear sites. Go in and do some surgical, tactical uh Make some problems for them, right? Get back into sanctioning them, making sure that they're not earning money from this oil, from these NGOs and from the U.N. They're making they're using our taxpayer dollars now to kill people. Obviously, this administration is not going to do that. But what do you think about our role in Iran? Should we go in there and make them a target to cut the head off of the proverbial snake? Well, I'll tell you what we shouldn't be doing. We played the cut, and I'm sure you played it on your show as well. When Anthony Blinken talks today about how, you know, aid, we're going to be sending aid with our allies to Gaza. And if Hamas steals it, he says, we will condemn them. I mean, the sense that's just that plays. They say, oh, really? What are you going to send us a stiffly worded letter? You will condemn us as we take your aid and turn it into rockets, turn it into suicide vests. So here's easy shorthand. And this has been far too much fun. Um, Stay on the line. We're going to try and connect with Israel. Uh, If that doesn't work, I'd love to continue because your questions are so superb. But here's here's the summary of the last 11 minutes with Jennifer Horn. If you want to do what's right, do the opposite of what the Biden administration has been doing for the last two and a half years and for the last 11 days. If you do that, you're probably heading in the right direction. We are talking to Jennifer Horn, my friend, my buddy, my colleague. It is the morning answer that you need to check out if you are in California, keeping California sane, uh, crntalk.com, and follow her at Jennifer Horn on Twitter. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. If you like the deep dive in ages, in times like these, you need the detailed discussion with the experts. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast platform of your choice. Look for my name, Sebastian Gorka. Leave us a five-star review. Share the links with your friends. And don't forget to support President Trump by going to our website, sebgorkastore.com. We've put his booking photograph on a T-shirt, a yard sign, a mug, sebgorkastore.com, and support him directly at donaldjtrump.com. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states.
on this my pillows 20 year anniversary with over 80 million my pillows sold mike lindell wants to thank you by giving you the lowest price in history on their my pillows you will receive a queen size my pillow for just 19.98 regular price 69.98 and just 10 dollars more for a king size you will receive deep discounts on all my pillow products such as bed sheets mattress toppers pet beds mattresses my slippers and so much more this is the time to try out some of their other amazing products you've had your eye on go to mypillow.com click on the radio podcast square and use promo code gorka to receive this amazing offer on the queen size my pillow for 19.98 or call 800 829 This offer comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's time to start getting the quality sleep you deserve. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code G-O-R-K-A, or call 800-829-8468 today. MyPillow.com, code Gorka. The Antidote to Fake News. America first. Welcome back, dear friends. I am loving being on the other side of the show, like I was on the road from Washington State last week, being interviewed by my guest host, the superlative, the irrepressible Jennifer Horn. We are waiting to connect to uh, Colonel Konraikus of the IDF. Um, as soon as we do that, we'll get him on the phone. But she still has questions for me. In the meantime, if you want to make a difference, if you want to help, we have partnered with the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews to help those who are suffering, uh, brethren in the Middle East. Oh my gosh, superb. We've got the colonel. Um, If you want to help those suffering in Israel, please go to the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews banner on my website, sebgorka.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A. Or you can... uh, Call in your donation directly on 800-241-7771. That's 800-241-7771. Or go to sebgorka.com and the Israel at War banner at the top. Please help those suffering in Israel today. Jennifer, don't go anywhere. I know you've got a long list of questions. We'll get to you after our interview with a man who I don't think has slept for the last 11 days, a superlative spokesman for the state of Israel from the IDF, Lieutenant Colonel John Konrikus. Welcome to America First. Thank you, sir. Pleasure to be here. So thank you. I know it's late in Israel right now. Uh, would you please give us an update on what is the morale of the fighting forces? How is the IDF doing? And please talk to us about how the people of Israel are doing after the worst attack on your nation since the Shoah, since the Holocaust. Yes, these are challenging times in Israel. Um, We are reeling. We are still burying our dead. The funerals continue. Now there's less, thankfully. But we are still burying our dead, and there are still bodies being collected from the Gaza envelope area, uh, being identified and brought to proper burial uh, by their loved ones. So that is still happening. The level of anger, fear, rage, and uh, many other feelings at what Hamas was able to do, how they were able to so brutally butcher Israeli civilians uh, to murder, to abduct, to rape, to mutilate, all of the the most uh, horrible things uh, that can be imagined were done by Hamas. And the sentiment in Israel, sentiment reflects the atrocities. Um, 
I'm seeing a beautiful coming together in Israel. And a lot of the political nonsense that has clouded the judgment and the general discourse in Israel for many, many months, it appears to have blown away. And there is now clarity, resolve on what needs to be done. Everybody, I think, not not everybody, but the overwhelming majority in Israel understand that we have to fundamentally change the situation in the South, and we have to rid Israel of this cancer that has grown for far too long inside Hamas, inside Gaza, Hamas. In terms of the situation on the ground, uh, our troops are deployed outside of the Gaza Strip. Uh, We are talking about ground units from various forces, artillery, infantry, armor, intelligence, combat engineers, and the like, more than 300,000 of them, and they are getting ready for the next stage of operations. Until that happens, we continue to strike Hamas and their military targets from above using our air force. We are hunting Hamas commanders, and we have said very clearly, anybody from Yichya Sinwal, the so-called butcher from Hanunas, the leader of Hamas, all the way down to the last lieutenants in Hamas, anybody who provided finance, logistics, uh, other types of support, medical support, anybody who is part of that murderous organization that orchestrated the most severe terror attack against Israel, he is a dead man walking. And we're in a, a systemic approach of taking out Hamas seniors. Yesterday we took out a senior commander from the central Gaza area, and we continue to hunt others. They are hiding underground in their tunnels, the same tunnels that they are not allowing Gazan civilians to use, but uh, using for themselves. So it makes it a little bit more difficult, but once in a while they emerge and we target them. We are also prepared along our northern border, where we see continuous daily aggression by another Iranian proxy, Hezbollah, who are threatening, firing anti-tank missiles, trying to infiltrate into the country, uh, trying to target our soldiers, and have already killed one civilian. And for here, for that area, you know, the dilemma is really for the Lebanese state. We should ask them if they really want to jeopardize their security and own future for the sake of terrorists in Gaza. So it's a complex situation. Many fronts, we are strong, determined, and we know that we have a task at hand which needs to be implemented fully. Well, um, what I've been saying for the last 11 days is that, you know, as somebody who's been to Israel, who believes the greatest nation on earth made by man is America, the greatest nation made by God was Israel, uh, I've been praying that the IDF uh, destroys Hamas completely and then salts the earth uh, over the Hamas graves of the murderers and the terrorists. It sounds like that is your intent. Um, will you talk to us about the um, the unbelievable exploitation of what seems to be the Islamic Palestinian Jihad missile attack on Israel that ended up with one of the rockets uh, landing on a hospital. It seems as if people still today, uh, 18 hours later, are still lying about what happened. It's a classic example of uh, fake and uh, an event that was exploited, an accident, rockets misfiring, landing on in the uh, parking area of a hospital, likely killing many people who were there. Uh, And that then was exploited by Hamas and willingly uh, parroted by much of the international media. 
And they took much of the mainstream international media, and I have been on interviews ever since about it, they took Hamas reports as if they were God's truth, reported it, and the headlines were, Israel strikes hospital. Uh, and as Churchill said, uh, that uh, a lie can travel uh, around the world twice before truth gets its pants on. We, it took us a few hours, but we examined it. We evaluated all the evidence that we had. And eventually we came out with a clear statement saying that it wasn't us and it was the Islamic Jihad. I find it so reckless to see that so many allegedly established and respected journalists were willing to take Hamas information and broadcast it as if that was the truth and the reality on the ground. And I'm worried by it because we see the repercussions in the area. We see how this spiked, uh, first of all, uh, diplomatic issues also related to the U.S. president. A, a meeting which was supposed to be a positive, yeah. uh, let's say, humanitarian-focused meeting was cancelled by the Jordanians and by the Palestinians because of this fake event. And I'm sure that they feel pretty stupid now, having cancelled a meeting with the U.S. president because of fake news. We're talking. Uh, so it's dangerous and it's reckless. We're talking. The spokesman for the Israeli Defense Forces, Lieutenant Colonel Jonathan Konraikas. You can follow him on Twitter at jkonraikas, uh, also the IDF, at IDF. Uh, I'd like to keep you on for two more minutes. My colleague out of Los Angeles would like to ask you a question as well. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First, coming to you from the relieffactor.com studios. If you want to make sure you never miss any of our updates, make sure you are following us on social media. Look for Seb Gorka or Sebastian Gorka on True Social, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Parler, Getter, Telegram. You can watch us on the Salem News Channel app. And don't forget my Substack, SebastianGorka.substack.com. We will continue the conversation with the good Colonel in a moment. All right. Thank you, Colonel, for staying on the line. We're, we're going to continue uh, in the break on our video channel on Rumble. My colleague, Jennifer Horn, who keeps uh, Western America, Southern California sane, is on the line from Los Angeles. Jennifer, what question do you have for the Colonel? Lieutenant Colonel, first of all, we are all praying for you and, of course, stand 100 percent with you you and with the Israelis, the uh, the IDF, for sure. How organized is Hamas as an opponent? Obviously, we know they were organized on October 7th when they entered Israel. But how does that create a does does their organization create a challenge when you are working on your strategy for a ground attack, even for an air attack? Talk to us about their organization. Thank you for your words of support. That's important for us in Israel. We need to know that the good people around the world help us and support us and stand by us because this is a fight between the people of light and the people of darkness. And uh, those who are for light should say it loud and clear. Hamas is a serious semi-military organization. They're both a terrorist organization, but they also have many characteristics that are similar or of a proper military. They have command and control. They have logistics. They have communications. They have uh, fires, infantry, uh, explosives, anti-tank units, and it's all organized just like a military. What really, I think, differentiates Hamas from many other terrorist organizations um, active around the world is that they own and govern territory, uh, the Gaza Strip, where about 2.5 million Palestinians live. And up until now, uh, almost 20 years of Hamas governance, they have been using almost every piece of civilian infrastructure for military purposes. And the challenge that we are going to face is that Everything that may look civilian may be or is military. 
And a key component is the tunnel network. Hamas, over the years, has built an elaborate system of tunnels going under the Gaza Strip, Gaza City, Khan Yunus, Rafah, and all other centers of population. That is really the backbone of their military capabilities. That's where they hide when we are striking, and that's where they transfer fighters from one area to another. That is how they fire rockets from within houses and buildings and schools and hospitals because they're able to transport them underground to their launching pits. And it's basically a city underneath a city. That will be a challenge for us as we continue and enhance our operations. At the end, however, we will dismantle Hamas. We will dismantle their military capabilities, their governing capabilities. And at the end of this war, the security situation in Israel, but also for Gazans. And I want to emphasize this. But first and foremost, in Israel, will be better, not just for a few years, but for generations. We're talking to Lieutenant Colonel Jonathan Konraikas, spokesman for the Israeli Defense Forces. I have one more question for you, sir. Uh, Please follow them for the updates. The IDF uh, Twitter handle has been incredibly uh, useful for up-to-date information on what's really happening in the Middle East and the largest attack on our Jewish cousins since the Holocaust, since the Shoah. It is simply at IDF, and you can follow the good colonel at J. Konraikas. That's J C. O-N-R-I-C-U-S. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First broadcasting to you from just outside the insalubrious swamp that is Washington, D.C. Never miss any of our content. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Just look for my name, Sebastian Gorka. Leave us a five-star review and share the links with your friends so we get the truth out. We are returning to Terrestrial Broadcast in three seconds. Two, one. Stand by. Colonel, I have... um, one last question. First things first, uh, our prayers are with you. All decent people who understand this is a war, as you said, between lightness and the forces of darkness, bef- between truth and uh, evil, are praying for you, for the Israelis, for all who are suffering, especially the families of the hostages and the hostages. One last question I have for you, sir. What message do you have for Americans, for Christians, for Jews, for atheists? What do they, what is the most important thing they need to understand about what you, your colleagues, and your families are doing today in Israel? I think the most important thing to understand is that this war was forced upon us by some of the most brutal and vile subhuman beings on earth, the atrocities that were done against Israeli civilians, specifically women, rape, <clears throat> continued rape, mutilation, and the fact that they took our uh, Israeli civilians hostage and are holding them in Gaza is outrageous. And now is the time for anybody who cares and wants to stand up for what is good and right against the powers of darkness If you are on the good side and if you want to be on the good side of history, then stand with Israel and make your voice heard. If you have an ability to inform your elected officials of your feelings and what you feel they should do in order to be on the right side, then please do so. And if you see pro-Palestinian or pro-Hamas demonstrators in your city, Don't let them dominate the public sphere, and don't let them control the narrative outside. I know that most people 
support Israel. But I also know that our opponents and those who hate us are very vocal and violent and out on the streets. Uh, that shouldn't be allowed either. So if you see that, stand up against it. And uh, we in Israel trust and appreciate every bit of moral, spiritual, and uh, otherwise worldly support that we get. Thank you, Colonel, for taking the time. I know you're busy. You're a, a warrior. You wear the uniform of the IDF. Could we trouble you at least uh, once a week to get an, I, an IDF update from the ground? With pleasure. God bless you. God bless Israel. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much. I've had the president on the show six times, I think. Um, but that that interview there, that was one of the most important things we've ever done, I think. Uh, Jennifer, your, um, your debrief on listening to somebody who's fighting for the survival of his nation. He is absolutely incredible. And uh, um, I think you're right. I think, uh, look, I love your interviews with President Trump and I love to hear them. But when you talk about something that is absolutely so important about getting the truth out there, because there's so much misinformation in the media, um, this was absolutely probably the most important thing I've listened to. And it was a pleasure to speak with him um, and, and listen to you ask him those questions as well. The, the Israeli people are dealing with the fight. And you know, Seb, that they are going to lose support from the mainstream media, from politicians. They already are yeah. as this goes on. And it's important to keep the truth out there so we keep supporting them. Yeah. God bless It's you. our fight, too. It's it, our fight, too. Oh, my gosh. I think that— the, it, I think that's going to be our, 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 our motto from now on. It's our yeah. fight, too. That's why she's Jennifer Horn. That's why she's a warrior princess. God bless you, and thank you for your flexibility today you. and for all your questions. Follow her at Jennifer Horn. I'm Sebastian Gorka. Your call's next here. 833-33-GORKA. Wow. 833-334-6752. Another warrior princess who's standing up to the extremists, not the jihadis, but the transgender extremists, is Riley Gaines. You've heard her on this show, on my Newsmax show, and now she's got a new home at the amazing Leadership Institute of Morton Blackwell. She is recruiting young Americans from across the nation to stand up for women's rights and for women's sports against lunatics, crazy transgender cheats like Will Thomas. If you support her in her fight, please go to teamriley.org or text the word real, as in real woman, to 30102. That's the word real to 30102 or just go to org. Support this brave lady so she can win her battle against those who are mutilating young children and are denying nature. Portions of America First are brought to you in part by the amazing Leadership Institute. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First coming to you from the relieffactor.com studios. Relief Factor, pain relief that works, pain relief that's real, pain relief that is liberating over a million Americans from their daily pain right now, me included. But it's not just me. It's people like Alicia from California. Listen to Alicia's story. I'm a grocery store worker and was working doubles during the coronavirus shutdown. At 52 years old, my two bad knees did not get a rest. I literally am to and from bed. Two days into Relief Factor and the pain decreased substantially. So thankful for this amazing product. That should be your story. That could be your story. 
But there's only one way to find out, but it's super easy. Order the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do, and I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee, by the end of those uh, three weeks, you will know whether it works for you. Like it works for me, Alicia, and over a million of your fellow Americans. Ask yourself a very simple question. What do I have to lose? If the only answer to that question is the pain, you know what you need to do. The three-week quick starter pack is just nineteen ninety-five. That translates to less than a dollar a day. How can you get something like that for a dollar a day? You can't even get a decent cup of coffee. Find out today. Call 800-500-8384 to find out if you could be the next success story. 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. this event, uh, that is an unavoidable discussion. It's one that, uh, a discussion that Israel has to be even more welcoming to after this event today. Yes, and and again, one of the... And that isn't to say that that Israel is to blame for this at all, but it, it is a matter of perception that they have to be very much concerned about. Hang on, what did Lawrence O'Donnell just say? That Israel didn't attack the hospital. The jihadis did. But but Israel has to be careful because somebody lied about it? Oh, oh, really? That's how it works. So Israel's responsible. Hey, hey. Jeff, is that is that stop the hammering loony? Is that the same guy? <laughs> that is him. How does he still have – was that his show or was he a guest on somebody else's? Well, that's his show. He's had that show since at least 2010. Why does he have a show? Because he's a lunatic. And who, <laughs> who watches MSNBC? Wow. Stunning. Truly, truly stunning. Somebody else who's a lunatic. What's the name of that local Iowa radio host uh, piece? Steve Deese. Deese, Deese. Um, we'll get to Mario and, and your calls in a second, but we've we got to play this from the... Um, <laughs> how did you find this? Was this hard to find? Did they bury this video of, of Deese on his radio show? <laughs> no, it was his pinned tweet yesterday. Hang on, he's proud of this? Yeah, The, the exactly. cut you showed me, he's yes. proud of this? Yes. So him going down on the DeSantis ship and almost having a, a, a breakdown on air, he actually pinned that tweet? Yeah, so he actually thinks it's his best work. That's what you would do as, like, a pinned tweet. <laughs> okay. No comment. Just play it. This is Iowa radio host Steve, Steve Deese. Cut 11. If this is not our guy for such a time as this, this is an indictment of us. We're just this blind and this lost as a culture. I mean, this, this is just beyond obvious at this point. This is the candidate we've always said we've wanted. This guy is the culmination of all the shows I grew up listening to, all the books I grew up reading, and now the shows that I do and the books that I write. He is. He stands there in the gap, doesn't shriek or shirk. He neither diminishes nor lashes out. 
He is the alpha in the conversation. He dominates. No, I'm not taking it. That's not true. Could have called BS. But he do it professionally. I've just never seen anything like this. Not in this century, at least. You know, I was a little kid, man, when Reagan was rising to prominence. But in this century, I've never seen anybody with this resume and this record who then at this kind of a moment, as a candidate, he's not even the president yet, as a candidate, has risen to this level of occasion. Never seen anything like it. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Hat tip. <laughs> Hat tip to Eric <laughs> for suggesting that song. Oh, my gosh. Jeff, what what is he talking about? He's never seen anybody like DeSantis step up and he's he's like Reagan. What what sorry? What he, what has DeSantis done? He might have been talking about RFK Jr., remember, because he was calling him Mr. President last week. Oh yeah, he had that tweet of him with RFK yeah. in studio saying next president question mark. What? I, I'm sorry. I, I, you know, I have to make fun of that because, of course, it's like demented. It's like the psycho ex-girlfriend who just can't get over you. But how does a man do that and publicly? What, what's going on there? Do you understand that, Jeff? It's a lot of the DeSantis supporters now at the end. They've been lashing out now for the last couple of months. It's, they've gotten to the final point where they're mad at everybody else because they can't see what they see. Because we don't see in DeSantis what they see. And they're lashing out. Eric, do you do you get it? What 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 what's peace? Uh, what's Dee's doing? I think deep down inside, except maybe for the most oblivious ones, deep down inside they know he's done, and they just refuse to admit. Their egos will not allow them to admit that they bet the wrong horse. Well, then shut up. But don't do that. Don't break down like a little girl in public and then pin it as a tweet. Oh my gosh. If you have as much fun listening to the show as we do making it, please support great supporters like Mike Lindell. The left wants to destroy him. Why? Because he's a conservative. He's celebrating 20 years of my pillow with an amazing offer on the queen size, the pillow that never gets hot, never loses shape. But he's got over 150 other items at MyPillow.com. Use my name for up to 66% off. Call them up. Talk to a real person here in America to make your order. 800-829-8468. That's 800 800- 829-8468mypillow.com promo code G-O-R-K-A Alright, waiting patiently in the city of brotherly love Mario Mr. Gorka Yep uh, You know, when I heard that Biden was going to visit Israel uh, it's very, uh, Hang on, can you like it's very hard to hear you, can you like put the phone slightly further away from your mouth Yeah uh, When I heard that Biden was visiting the uh, Israel during this war period, it, it struck me that when he wanted Afghanistan to end on a certain date, yeah. he immediately, like any thug, he realized the moment was to go there now. And, and you know when I knew that, that it was a thuggish move? When he actually said it during his speech today, instead of letting someone else say it, he said, I'm the first president to visit Israel during wartime. And I said, you piece of slime, you. That's why you did it. You never mentioned Iran. You never mentioned, uh, you, you stayed out of that lane totally about Hamas, totally out of that lane, which makes you the thug that I know you are. And President Trump has to get back in office yeah. and put all these thugs in jail to include some of those judges 
that have to be in on this because there's no way that none of them are fair-minded. Of course, to of some course. Of Hey, Mario, you know, what you just said is so fascinating because I had uh, coffee with somebody today who's known Biden for decades because he worked on the other side of the aisle in, in the Senate. And he said he used exactly the same word, Mario. He said he's a thug. He actually called him a teamster thug. And he always has been. This idea of Uncle Joe, he's always been a thug. You nailed it. Stay on the line, Mario. Let Mario pick uh, whichever one of my books he doesn't have from Defeating Jihad to the War for America. So uh, you can get yours at sebgorkastore.com. Wow, he is a thug. He truly is a thug. He's also senile. All right. Do you have a cell phone? If you do, please understand that which company you're with is a crucial question because the big ones, you know who they are. They're on the other side. They're woke. They're left wing. I'm with the good guys, the only Christian conservative cell phone company in America. It's Patriot Mobile. They have the same nationwide coverage. They have a performance guarantee. You can switch to date. Super easy. I did it with all my family's phones. You can keep your old number. You can keep your old phone or, or get an upgrade. And you will get free activation with my name. And not only that, guess what? They're on your side. They love America like you do. They've donated hundreds of thousands of dollars to causes you believe in. The First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the sanctity of life. So don't fund the other side with every call you make, every text you send. That's in craziness. Join the good guys. Special discounts for veterans and first responders. Switch today. Call 972-PATRIOT or go to patriotmobile.com slash Gorka. That's 972-728-7468 or go to patriotmobile.com slash G-O-R-K-A. Make the switch today. Hamas uh, are the new Nazis. Hamas is ISIS, in some instances worse than ISIS. And just as the world united to defeat the Nazis, just as the world united to defeat ISIS, the world has to stand united behind Israel to defeat Hamas. Is there a more succinct summation of the reality? They are Nazis. They're Islamist Nazis. It's why I wrote my book, Defeating Jihad, to understand the connection between communism, fascism, and jihadism. They're all totalitarianism. Um, It's still going. The protest's still going. Unbelievably, the sergeant of arms, I've just texted this, has said that the uh, people taking over Congress today, that their protest is guaranteed by the First Amendment. I wonder if that applied to January the 6th. Hmm. Domestic politics. Let's talk for a second about what Biden has wrought here in the last two and a half years. Jeff, you says that you say there's an interesting cut that's not about the Middle East. Um, who is this person, Bob Nardelli? Explain cut six to us. He's the former CEO of Home Depot, and he's talking about how the Biden inflation and their policies are killing medium-sized businesses. With some pretty shocking figures, right? Correct. 
Right, let's listen to a man who knows what capitalism really looks like and how Biden is killing businesses across America. This is Bob Nardelli, a former Home Depot CEO. Cut six. You know, this administration is inflating inflation. And oil is the biggest cause of that, 41% increase in energy. It's the biggest inflation factor we have to deal with. Gasoline prices are down in Georgia because our governor took charge and reduced the state tax. What Maria is referring to is what I see out there is this administration's creating inflation. The feds are trying to hammer it down. And by doing that, they're killing they're killing the middle market companies. Yeah. If you look at uh, bankruptcies, et cetera, I've got a company we were paying $2 million in interest. We're now 14. 100% of our free cash 14 flow. 14 million. That's 14 million is killing our cash flow just to pay the man. And so we've got two pieces of the administration fighting each other. And, and on oil, just look at ExxonMobil buying Pioneer. The fracking companies aren't going to produce more. I mean, this guy surrendered energy independence. Russia's benefiting from all of this. How you can deny that reality? If we're not energy independent like we were under President Trump, if we had increases in fuel costs, it's up to it's back up to beyond six dollars in California. Well, guess what? It's not you know Elon Musk that suffers. It's not the members of Congress. It's the average American. If you do anything that involves fuel from shipping to providing services with a vehicle, that hurts you. Are you ready for President Trump back in the White House? Are you doing something to support him? Go to sebgorkastore.com, get the T-shirt with his photograph, his booking photograph, and the phrase Trump 2024. We even have yard signs. Show the world that you're ready for him to come back for prosperity, for safety. sebgorkastore.com. That's S-E-B. G-O-R-K-A store.com and support him directly at DonaldJTrump.com What's going to happen next in the Middle East? How does it matter to you? Are you safe? Stay with us here on America First One-on-One. We were struck Saturday by an attack whose savagery I can say we have not seen since the Holocaust. I mean, we had hundreds massacred, families wiped out in their beds and their homes, women brutally raped and murdered, over 100 kidnapped, including children. They're even worse than ISIS. They're even worse than ISIS. That was Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu a week ago. The numbers since then have, of course, escalated. Beyond 1,300 Israelis killed, 29 Americans, countless lost hostages who have yet to be located. What can we expect in the days and weeks to come? A rare treat, a luxury for us. We talk national security and foreign policy every Friday with our friend, Colonel Dr. Jim Carafano of the Heritage Foundation. But now we get in for the whole hour. Jim, welcome in studio. Yeah, you know, people compare to ISIS, but this is worse, right? And as somebody who's spent a lot of time teaching and studying counterterrorism, I mean, you're the expert in this, but ISIS never had a state sponsor. True. Hamas is not just sponsored, it's directed by Iran. That makes it way more dangerous. And so the frustrating thing for me, as much as we talk about, well, we're going to destroy Hamas and, you know, and uh, you, we, we need a, a, a two-state solution or whatever, it, they're not talking about the problem. Yeah. Un, until the day that Iran is dealt with, they will always find somebody to go and kill Israelis for them. 
Well, let, let me jump in right there. And we, we're, you know, not limited in any scope. We have, you know, the hour with you, so we can take this discussion anywhere uh, it, it, it leads. But to, to that, let's jump straight in on that. Is a two-state solution, after what we witnessed Saturday before last, ever possible? Will, will Israel ever countenance a two-state solution, given the fact that they say this is the biggest loss of Jewish life since the Holocaust? Well, I mean, look, let's just... I mean, this was a true statement last week. It was a yeah. true statement a month ago. It was a true statement a year ago. If, if you could magically snap your fingers and create a Palestinian state, what would it look like? It would be a state sponsor of terrorism. It would be committed to the destruction of Israel. Uh, it would be a tool of Iran... Uh, it would be completely and thoroughly corrupt and oppressive of its own people. Yeah. Okay, so how is that a solution for anything? Yeah. And, and the fact that they haven't had an election there since, what? what is it, 2015? And the fact that the latest polling says more than 70% of the population of those territories doesn't believe that Israel should exist. So by dint of just those figures, we're not talking about somebody who is acting in good faith, even the population. I mean, you have to remember, this is a system which is designed to create in its own people a, 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 a character of oppression. You're educated in the yeah. schools. You're, if, you, if you went out and said, I'm going to do business with an Israeli, people would come and knock at your door and say, don't do that. And if you did it the next day, they would come to the door and they'd beat the hell out of you. Right. And if you still did it the next day, they would come to the door and they would take you out and they'd nobody ever see you again. So this is a... These are people that are not allowed to have a future. They're deprived of a future. And so as long as there is money and resources and funds and flowing into keeping the fires burning, because this is how Iran, this is the tool which Iran threatens the existence of Israel, um, this, this, this doesn't stop. And so really, we can talk about the war, we can talk about, and we should, probably should, um, in Hamas and the second yeah. front Hezbollah and everything else. But when people say, well, when does the killing stop? You know, when does the heart... When, I'm, sure when, the, I'm sure the Israelis would like to know that. And the answer is easy. It's, it's when Iran stops. Well, okay, we'll get to how that can be affected, if at all, and perhaps compare it to what we did with Iran and the Trump administration. But let's look at the last uh, almost two weeks. Um, the ground invasion has been delayed. Right. Uh, the president is going to Israel today to talk to Bibi Netanyahu. You can't have a ground invasion, you know, when Air Force One is in the air. Right, there right. are problems. What, what, what is this administration playing at? What, what can we divine, you know, what the, the, the sons of JCPOA are trying to do to Israel? And the fact that in his second speech, he wagged his finger at Bibi and right, Biden right. said, you better abide by the Geneva Conventions. Right. So, uh, we, you know, it is worth, because you're a military expert, it is worth backing up and saying, well, how did we get to here? Let's do that. Because if you think back to 2008, which I believe was Operation Cast Sled, yeah. was the last time there was a major offensive out of um, Gaza by Hamas. And the Israeli solution was to go in on the ground, 22-day offensive, incredibly bloody, incredibly violent, a lot of casualties on both sides. And come out, the Israelis said, I don't want to do that again, yeah. right? Occupying Gaza is obviously... Because it's the worst kind of warfare. Right. And so what we're going to do is um, we're, we're just not going to go into Gaza anymore. But 
the way Hamas continued the war was that they, they, they started firing rockets, right? And so the Israeli response Can we is, stop there for yeah. a second? We'll continue cast lead, but you're a former, former artillery officer. Can you say a little bit about these rockets? These aren't cruise missiles with GPS guidance that go after military targets. Can you say a little bit about oh, no. the nature of these rockets, Jim? Yeah, you know, because one of the things is, is you know, as, as you know, is, is they manufacture these rockets, and many of them are made out of very simple materials. Yeah. And so, for example, when they say, well, we need pipes for, for water projects, they don't need you know, All of a sudden, there's these hundreds of miles of pipe, and they're just using the pipes to make rockets, right? These are so, dumb rockets. Right, and they're, and they're just designed for terror, right? Because they have, because this is the thing, is the one thing the Israelis will always do, the one vital interest that they, is always sacrosanct is they must protect the Israeli people, and they must protect their territory from invasion. So if you find a way to kill Israelis, you, the Israelis are going to kill you back. That's just the reality. And this is what Hamas has to be. That's the only reason why they're useful to the, to the Iranians. They have to be able to, to kill Israelis and to get Israelis to kill them, yeah. to keep the fires burning. So um, when Israelis said, well, we just won't invade. And then, and then what they did is they started to build missile defenses, Iron Dome and these other defenses. And so what that allowed them to do is really control escalation. So before if Hamas wanted to you know, start, they just fire a bunch of rockets and the Israelis would, you know, kill them back. And, and then what the Israelis did is because they built, they built the capacity to protect their own people from these incoming rockets, the Israelis could decide when and where to have an escalate. So when they, well, after cast lead, right, that didn't 14. go well, or right. it was bloody. Right. So what lessons have been learned or incorrectly drawn by the idea? Well, I mean, so they created essentially an iron dome to protect the Israeli people. And then, of course, the last time there was, I think it was like 2014, when the Israeli soldier was kidnapped and they had to go yeah. in on the ground. But it was very, you know, nothing like cast lead. It was very targeted, Selective. small, right? So now here's the frustration for Hamas. How am I any good to the Iranians if all I can do is fire missiles that get shot down? Yes. And so, so they do something which is, honestly, I mean, this is what you do in warfare, right? You, you do the thing that the enemy is not prepared to do with. They go old school. They basically go back in on the ground uh, in, uh, you know, kind of the biggest mass murder operation um, if, you know, take the Munich Olympics on, on ultimate steroids, they basically go in on the ground, they put boots on the ground, and they just go in and kill Israelis. That, and now they found a way to kill Israelis in large number, and now they force Israel to respond, right? So now Israel, you violated the one thing that they absolutely cannot allow to happen, right? Put territory at risk and put their own people at risk. The, the military solution is to go in and take out Hamas, which is what they're instincts are to do, and probably in a multi-week campaign. So here, in comes Joe Biden, the great friend of Israel, right, um, who we, we all know we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Joe Biden, because right. if Joe Biden hadn't funneled all this cash and demonstrated all this week to the Iranians, the Iranians would have never gotten to the point where they've, where they've been so emboldened to push Hamas to do this major operation. So here is Biden, and the great fear is a two-front war. So they get Hezbollah attacking from the north while they're fighting from the south. So Biden, on the one hand, has to be all in for Israel. He doesn't really have an option, even though half his party is probably anti-Semitic and be happy to throw Israel into the sea. He, you know, he's, just like he had to defend Ukraine. There's so many parallels with Ukraine. Yeah. Just like he had to defend Ukraine, he's got to help defend Israel. So on the one hand, we're preparing to send probably a couple of thousand troops in to help put, lay the logistics support package for everything the Israelis need to invade Hamas, we moved two carriers in 
Let, let's hold that because I want to ask you specifically what is the role, what should be the role of U.S. forces and what do you expect Biden to do? So let's hold that thought here. We're talking to the senior counsel to the president of the Heritage Foundation, Colonel Jim Carafano, Ph.D. Follow him on Twitter at JJ Carafano. And if you're not a member, join the Heritage Foundation today at heritage.org. If you value these long-form discussions with true experts like Jim, the real newsmakers. Make sure you are subscribed. Go to your favorite podcast platform. Plug in my name, Sebastian Gawker, America First. Leave us a five-star review and share the links with your friends. And if you've had it with political persecution in America, tell the world. We've put the president's booking photograph, I hate the phrase mugshot, on a T-shirt, on a yard sign, on a mug with a very simple phrase, Trump 2024. If you stand with him, go to sebgorkastore.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R. Store.com and please support him directly at DonaldJTrump.com. That's DonaldJTrump.com. And what we said is we want to depressurize, de-escalate, and ultimately integrate the Middle East region. The war in Yemen is in its 19-month of truce. For now, the Iranian attacks against U.S. forces have stopped. Our presence in Iraq is stable. I emphasize for now because all of that can change. And the Middle East region is quieter today than it has been in two decades. I'd love to know how many times that has uh, been played. That is allegedly the national security advisor um, to the president of the United States, Jake Sullivan, saying just a few weeks ago the Middle East has never been this safe, not for decades. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. If you want to do something, you don't have to be in favor of boots on the ground. I get it. But if you want to help. Uh, Jewish cousins, the people of Israel who are suffering, there is an amazing organization we have partnered with. It is the Fellowship, the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. They're getting aid to those who are suffering in the Jewish community. Please support them today. Even a $10 donation makes a difference, but give as much as you can. If you're horrified by the imagery, by the photographs, by the videos of how women and children and unarmed men are suffering at the hands of Hamas, make a difference today. The easiest way is to go to my website, sebgorka.com, and click on the Israel at War banner at the very top. You can call the fellowship directly on 800-241-7771. Please be generous. That number again, write it down, is 800 241 Seven 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 one. But most of you, we've already looked at the figures. You've been very generous. Thank you. Are going through the website, which is sebgorka.com. S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, sebgorka.com, and the Israel at War banner at the top. All right. So um, pretty impressive from Jake Sullivan that uh, the, uh, the region is stable and we're integrating it. What should be done in terms of America's support? And, which is a different answer, what do you think this administration will do? Well, so... So there's a bit of both there, right? So on the one hand, the the administration doesn't have a choice, much like it really had to support Ukraine, because the the threat against Ukraine really was not about Ukraine. It was really a threat to NATO. And to let Russia roll out of Ukraine would have put NATO in a tremendously weakened position. And, And it could have led to a much bigger and more destructive conflict. What's going on here... Um, uh, a humiliating Israeli defeat is, again, a threat to, to our interests as well. So on the one hand, the president can't allow that to happen. It, it is happening be- really because of his policy errors. So Jake but, but what do you mean when you say he can't let it happen? 
We did it. He did it to us in Afghanistan, Jim. Anything is feasible, isn't it? No, because it's the difference is, is, is you know, Afghanistan was not a vital interest to the U.S. You could pull out of there, have a disastrous day, and America could still roll on. Having a war at NATO's front, that's a bigger deal. Having the most important and critical ally in the Middle East... Which has nuclear weapons. ...suffer a catastrophic right. event, that is just not... But, good. Jim, I agree with you. Do you think this administration does? Well, An administration which, you know, six, million here, yeah. 6 billion here, 16 billion there for Iran. Do you think they share your geopolitical sense? Um, because they have to. Well, but, but, are you being but, but here, and here's, optimistic? Look, well, no, no, and here's the evidence. Well, look, first of all, they're, they're gonna, they're, 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 you know, there's reports of 2,000 troops going in. That's not to do fighting or anything else. That's just to lay down the logistical network to support an Israeli offensive in, in Gaza. The other thing is, as you move two carriers into the, um, why two? One sounds a pretty powerful message. Yeah. Two allows you to start to conduct sustained operations. It means you can keep aircraft over a target, right? And because you're rotating, right? And so that is, I, my assessment is primarily there to deter an offensive in the north, sending the message that every logistic pipeline taking stuff into Hamas through Syria and everything will just be obliterated and, and it'll never see light. Can I just jump in there for a second? Do they have the fidelity, I mean, to break those pipelines, I, do they have the fidelity of intelligence given that they missed this attack? Yeah, it's a different kind of intelligence. This is targeting intelligence, and I, I would suspect that they, they actually can do that because you've got things on the ground moving easy to see. Uh, I, but so at the one hand, they have laid all the foundation to actually support the self-defense of Israel. On the other hand, right, we have the Biden guys literally trying to restrain Israel. Yeah. I mean, um, flying there and, and, this week, right, and telling them, you know, don't, don't, don't punish Hamas, right? right? You know, and and of course the thing is, is, is that that's not going to solve the problem. You know, not defending yourself is just going to actually make them more aggressive. And here's the the biggest thing is, is completely, absolutely denying in any possible way that this whole thing happened because Iran pushed a button and, and it pushed a button because you enabled them with many tens of billions of dollars to be in the place that they could do this. And you, and you encouraged them and you, you, by not punishing them, not, not restraining them in any way, you caused this. And now you want the Israelis, in a sense, to hold back because you don't want to have to face the real enemy, and that's why we are where we are. Uh, uh, let me broach it with you. How did they miss this? Is this over the debate with the Supreme Court, the strikes, 400 IDF fighter pilots, you know, Israeli Air Force pilots went on strike? How did they miss this coordinated attack across all of Israel? Well, I, mean, I think it's pretty fair to say this is a massive intelligence failure. Yeah. And, and typically what always happens in massive intelligence failures is... Uh, people start to come out of the woodwork and say, well, I had the intelligence, right? right. And, and well, they, 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 it's reading the signal. They, they, well, they missed the, the signal. This is the thing. In, you know, in retrospect, you know, we saw this with 9-11, for example. Well, yeah, okay, there was actually, so if you knew that you were going to get attacked, you say, oh, well, there's the intelligence that proves right. it. You know, in the retrospect, there was intelligence that said, okay, yeah, there's not really weapons of mass destruction. That's different from being able to separate all that at the time and say, okay, I know they're coming. So I, I, don't, see, I don't see how this isn't a massive intelligence failure um I, is, is that potentially explaining the delay on the ground offensive no i think the delay on the ground offensive is is pretty clear and it's because uh they don't want a second front in the north 
And how uh, do they prevent that? Um, I, and well, the, the thing is, is, is um, well, they're, they're, they're in part trying to do that now because the Israelis are taking some preemptive military strikes to, to disorganize that a bit. But the other thing is, is um, you have to be ready to go in the south when you go to, because, again, you, you've spent a lot of time in military guys. You know this is if you were going to start a second front, when would you do it? You would start it the day the guys got bogged down in the first front, right? right. Um, and uh, and of course, everybody's playing this up by trying to get them to then restrain on Hamas. But of course, the problem with that is, you know, you you let look. They're never gonna they're never gonna eliminate the ability of Hamas to come back and fight again. But what they can do is significantly degrade their capacity to have that happen in the near term. Yeah, this is, this is a Clausewitz one-on-one. There's, there's right. two aspects about you and the enemy. It's will and capacity. Even if they have the will to fight, if they don't have the capacity, if you degrade their operational ability, then that's almost as good as undermining their will. We're talking to Jim Carafano, Ph.D., Senior Counsel to the President of the Heritage Foundation. Follow him on Twitter. Is it Twitter? It's X or something. At JJ Carafano. Don't forget to follow us for updates every single day. You never miss a thing. Just plug Seb Gorka or Sebastian Gorka on all the platforms that matter. Truth Social, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Parler, Getter, Telegram. You can watch us. Yes, we are a televisual feast on the Salem News Channel app. And don't forget my Substack. New articles every week. SebastianGorka.substack.com. That's one word. My name, SebastianGorka.substack.com. If you enjoy what we provide for you here on America First, it is made possible by great Americans, great patriots, friends of President Trump like Mike Lindell. Please support him. They uh, really want to crush this man. Why? Because he's a patriot. He's celebrating 20 years of my pillow, the pillow that never gets hot, never loses shape. He's got an amazing offer on it. He sold 81 million of them. Yes, they're that good. I rest my head every single day on one of Mike's my pillows. But did you know he's got another 150 other items on his website from pet beds, my dogs Leia and Killian love their my pillow pet beds to my favorite the sheepskin line slippers, but pajamas, towels, mattress toppers, travel pillows, you name it. Go to mypillow.com, use my name for up to 66% off. Call them up. Talk to a human being. How crazy is that? Forget all that Chinese tat, that garbage on Amazon. Call 800-829-8468. That's 800-829-8468, mypillow.com. And you've got to use the secret code, G-O-R-K-A. All right, Jim, I've got to broach this because this is the thing that would piss, that pisses me off the most, that we have people who say they're good guys, patriots, conservatives, Republicans, what have you, who even from the beginning are saying, yes, what happened is in Israel is bad, but... And they, they do this kind of mindless isolationism, just as we've seen with Ukraine. And they say, not our problem, too many dumb wars, let Israel sort it out. Uh, you've touched upon this already, but would you address this directly, how this makes no logical sense? Even if you're cynical, even if you've had it with, you know, WMDs, blah, 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 you can't say this. Right. Well, you know, and to be fair, um, and Republicans have always had the street cred of saying, you know, we are more consistent on national security. You know, we're the adults in the room on this issue. And, uh, and particularly after the Cold War, when we kind of lost the bipartisan consensus about America's role in the world. Um, and let's be fair, some of that goodwill was squandered yep. during the Iraq and Afghanistan year with a lot of 
questionable decisions on their part. Now, we got a lot of stupid leadership from Obama, but but we kind of expect that, right? We kind of expect Republicans to kind of be better. So so it, it, it does, I think, give some fuel to the notion, like, just because you're a Republican, you know, doesn't mean you're good on, on foreign policy and national security, right? And and I, I, I'd be honest, I think people like John McCain and Lindsey Graham sometimes said some things that are just, that's just not right. So... But to say this isn't our war. Well, this and that and that kind of gets gets to the point, which is, yeah, you're right. You should be skeptical of things like nation building and regime change and needless wars and all that. No argument there. And that kind of goes back to we should you know go back to basics, right? If you had a winning team and all of a sudden you stop winning, what do you do? The coach takes everybody back to the clubhouse and they go back out on the field and we start working on the basics of how you play the game. And the basics of the, how you play the game is national interest. Yeah. It's a real honest debate about what is in the national interest and what's the appropriate use of of not just the military but all your resources to do that. And this is the reality of why. Just saying, well, let's always be isolationist. Let's always be a restrainer. And let's never leave America shore. Let's never use force unless we're going to go out and fight World War III. Why that doesn't work is because the reality is, is the United States is a global power with global interests and global responsibilities. We saw 30 Americans killed in Israel, for example. Yeah. Those are our people that died there, yeah. right? We have, we have probably a dozen of them held hostage. There are Americans, right? So there are times in our own interest when we have to go out and protect our interests. And, and it is true. You, do you really want to wait until they're at the, the front door of the Alamo before you start thinking about preventing suffering to the interests and the freedoms of innocent American people? So here's the thing about this. If you're a global power with global interests and global responsibilities, you've got two options, right? You're Seb Gorka. You're a nice guy. You like your family. You take them on vacation. You're in, I don't know, Budapest, right? Lovely city, right? You run out of money. You have fun. So, short of cash. So, what do you need? You do. You get on a plane. You fly back to the United States. Go to your bank. Get more money and fly back to Budapest. No, you don't do that. You go to an ATM. (laughs) You make a withdrawal. So, the United States has a global presence, global allies, global Places we work and global so, interest, so we can be, so we can efficiently do that when we need to. And so here's the thing: is is what are the three most important parts of the world? Arguably, there are Western Europe, the Middle East, and the Indo-Pacific. They connect the world together. They connect us to the world. It, from there, we can pretty much go into. They're they're the key avenues of everything that moves and everything else. Okay, so let's just be honest: those are the three most important parts of the world to us. In a, each one of those parts of the world, we have an anchor what I call the indispensable ally. It's the one country that you can always count on, that you're, they will never take your bases away. They will always be there for you. They will allow you, they are your ATM. They will allow you to get into that theater and do, if you're not an idiot, <laughs> they will allow you to do stuff efficiently and smart. And you don't ever want to lose them or see them go under. And they are the UK in Europe, um, Japan, Japan in, in the Indo-Pacific, and Israel in the Middle East. That's Israel went from an act, really an act of altruism on the part of the United States of recognizing Israel to actually for a couple of decades is like, oh, you know, maybe we didn't, you know, this is actually a relationship that's more, more trouble than it's worth, to evolving really in the 1960s when the Soviets were trying to majorly move into the region to becoming really the most important country. 
because the Israelis will do something. The Israelis will always defend themselves. The Israelis will always be faithful to the United States, and they bring some of the best stuff in the region to the table. So they are the, the indispensable ally. And if we want to see the world burn, let Israel go under. The indispensable ally. We may have a title for this segment, but this is why we rely upon Jim so much. Just the the clarity of that strategic assessment. Three regions that matter to America, and each one has an indispensable ally. The UK for Europe, Japan for Asia, and Israel for the Middle East. Absolutely spot on. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First, coming to you from the relieffactor.com studios. Relief Factor, pain relief that works, pain relief that's real, pain relief that is liberating over a million Americans right now, me included. But it's not just me. It's people like Debron from Massachusetts. Listen to her story. I just started taking Relief Factor four days ago. My hip pain is gone. I had a horrible time sleeping because of the pain. I absolutely love how I am feeling. Thank you, Relief Factor. That should be your story. That could be your story. There's only one way to find out, but it's so easy. Order the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do. And I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee, by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you. Like it works for me, Debron, and over a million of your fellow Americans. Ask yourself a very simple question. What do you have to lose? The only answer to that question is the pain. You know what to do. Write this number down, 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Call today, 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com relieffactor.com. Okay, uh, you literally wrote the book, Jim, that I used as a textbook when I was uh, teaching at National Defense University here in uh, Fort McNair, the uh, the pinnacle of the uh, what is called the um, JPME, the Joint Professional Military Education System for our forces. You wrote the book on, you know, the Homeland Security on the domestic threat. Can you tie the strands together? We've been looking to the Middle East. Let's connect this to the last two and a half years and what's happened in America and the unprecedented number of illegal aliens let into the country, pre-screened through this shell game of the, the DHS app, and then the latest reports of 150 people on the terror watch list in, in just three months. Can, can, you, can you help explain why you know, Hamas or jihadism isn't just something that's over there? Well, I, I can only assume that the Biden administration, just like they thought that the Iranians could be their friends and that they could buy off Hamas, uh, just believe that radical Islamist terrorism is something that only happens to Republicans, right? Because the reality is, is uh, in the in the two plus years that Biden's been president, he has literally dismantled or distracted every tool that was put in place post 9/11 to prevent another 9/11. And when you think that here we are, having witnessed the incredible intelligence fair at the Israelis face, and theoretically guys are kind of on top of this all the time, who just had a 9/11 proportionally per capita way bigger than ours actually. Um, that, that we would be this undefended for this. I mean, it, and, and, it, and, it, and it, it, it's so broad, it would take the entire show to discuss it. Taking air marshals off of airplanes to help 
bring in illegal aliens, turning the entire CBP into basically a large human trafficking network, having several million illegal aliens here that wouldn't even know who they are. And in the, in the, in the most, and this is after, this is after, this is after what just happened in Israel and after Hamas just called for a day of rage and World War terrorism against the United States. We just cut a deal with Venezuela. Will you explain that? Because people probably just missed what we cut with Venezuela. So, you know, so Venezuela has been this regime. It's, it's you know, and it's completely beyond the pale. We've been sanctioning them for years. Biden just kind of deal with them, says, OK, you can sell your oil. We're not going to sanction your oil anymore. You know, and all you have to do is let um, election observers into moder- into um, observe the next elections and basically get a get out of jail free card. Okay, what has Venezuela been doing for the last two years? They have become the global hub for anybody that wants to illegally emigrate to the United States. So literally, if you're coming from Africa or China, all you do is you get a flight to Venezuela. They will take you to the airport. They'll put you right in, the, in with the cartels. And they'll can can right I just be border. clear what Jim's saying here? The state of Venezuela right. is facilitating illegal traffic of human beings into America from states other than Venezuela as well. Right, exactly. No, from all over the world. All over the world, right. right. And most, mostly from Africa and China. So, so yeah. And, and by the way, Africa has the largest growing radical Islamist threat in the world today. So we are literally, they are literally creating uh, an import service for illegal aliens in the United States. And the Biden administration, after, you know, having been just lambasted for 10 million illegal aliens here and an uncontrolled border and all the risks intended with that after the disaster that Israel just faced, after hearing calls for a global jihad against the United States, literally cuts a deal to reward the Venezuelan regime for, do, for doing this. And as a national security professional who wore the cloth of the republic, when you see those shocking images from the streets of New York, literally four, less than 48 hours after the horrific attacks. I mean, the, the quote-unquote protest march looked like the West Bank, looked like Gaza. They had massive banners that read, globalize the intifada. Right. When you see that on the streets of New York, when you see the gas the Jews right. you know, people shouting that chant outside the Sydney Opera House, these things are all connected, aren't they? Right, and, uh, and one, I would say... It is unquestionably true that America is less prepared today to prevent a 9-11 than it was on 9-11. The other thing is, it is not about the Muslim world. It is not about people who follow Islam. It's about radical Islamist terrorism. So it's about radical groups that use radical religious ideology as a political agenda, which is which is fostered by intentional organized political violence those are the people you're you're against and we have we have just set ourselves up for this and and now um of course people say well you're you're attacking muslims and here here and this is the great tragedy we spent decades creating security so people could one feel comfortable in their own homes but also so we could start to focus on problems as opposed to people, right? Instead of people running around saying, well, anybody that has a, that's named Mohammed, we have to check them out. We could, we could focus on people who were actually going to kill us. Now what we've done is, 
You know, we have 10 million people here, millions who we know nothing about. And if there's a terrorist attack tomorrow, how are you going to separate the, the wheat from the chaff? This is, you know, people forget all the people we detained after 9-11. And 99.999999% of them were terrorist threats. But we didn't know because we were shocked and we didn't know how big it was. So we had to corral all these people to find, like, pennies, right? And, and we've just created the whole situation again. We already have the worst humanitarian catastrophe in U.S. history um, in the way we're doing the border. Now, if there's a terrorist attack and we have to run around and chase down 10 right. million, we'll have another one. And, they'll bl- and who are they going to blame? They'll blame Seb Gorka, right? <laughs> because you know, you know, because, you know you're, you're, you're just evil, right? I mean, they'll blame us. And the reality is we were the guys that were trying to do it right. Uh, we, we can have a debate at another time as to whether it's uh, radical Islam or Islam. Uh, I've uh, told the world what I think about it. In my first book, the one that got me to the White House, it's a Defeating Jihad. It is available, sadly, more relevant than ever on our website, sebgorkastore.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, sebgorkastore.com. Defeating Jihad, then why we fight, and the latest, the war for America's soul. We're talking to senior counselor to the president of the Heritage Foundation, Jim Carafano, PhD. Follow him on Twitter or X, uh, JJ Carafano. And make sure you are a member of the Conservative Mothership at heritage.org. We are coming to you from the relieffactor.com studios. Relief Factor, it's real. It works. It is liberating over a million Americans from their daily pain right now, me included. But it's not just me. It's people like Yvonne from California. Listen to Yvonne's story. Both my husband and I are in our 70s and are so grateful to have found Relief Factor. We've tried so many other solutions, but none of them have given us the freedom of being pain-free like Relief Factor. Just those two words, pain-free, should be reason enough for you to order the three-week quick starter pack for the paltry sum of just nineteen ninety-five. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do, and I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee. By the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you. Like it works for me, Yvonne and more than a million of your fellow Americans. You have nothing to lose except the pain. You know it makes sense. Find out if you could be the next success story. 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. That number, 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. All right, well, that's flown by. We only have a few minutes left with our good friend, uh, Dr. Colonel Jim Carafano of the Heritage Foundation. Um, Let me ask you to get your crystal ball out. You published a book entitled Brutal War, Jungle Fighting in Papua New Guinea. It may not be a jungle, but house-to-house combat is almost as bad as jungle warfare. How Prepare our listeners, prepare our audience for how messy and nasty the war in Israel and Gaza is going to be in the coming weeks, Jim. This isn't going to be an easy on-off switch or an easy victory. Well, yeah, I mean, you have to remember, before Hamas, the first Hamas fighter crawled over the wall, they knew that Israel was going to counterattack. And they knew there there would be an offensive in the Gaza. And, And anybody that's seen... If you've seen like the last twenty minutes of Saving Private Ryan, right? Any anybody that's ever seen Urban Warfare knows how incredibly difficult it is, and knows that if the Israelis do go in in a major way, that they're in it to win it, which means they're going to have they're going to 
be going into tunnels and fighting through buildings. Uh, it's just going to be, her, you know, there's going to be a lot of casualties. Is Bibi going to do what needs to be done? Does he have the staying power in your estimation? You know, I, 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 I don't know how, I mean, it, you know, again, they violated the basic principle, demonstrate that Israel can defend itself. I don't see how they don't do an offensive, but, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Here's what people need to think about, which is the big... Um, most most Palestinians are going to be internally displaced. Nobody nobody really wants a, a massive Palestinian Jordan has well, yeah nobody wants. I mean, and, and you know honestly that's if you when you do that kind of thing it just encourages more of it. So if you reward Hamas by letting them deport a third of their population, right? right. The, the, you know so. It's not just a question of I had to move out of my house and you know the Israelis invade and two weeks later I'll go back. Those communities are going to be dev- devastated. Yeah. It, it'll be it could be m- months or even years before people can move back into these communities. There's going to be a massive internally displaced population in Gaza for a long time. Um, people are going to want to provide humanitarian aid because we always love to do that. That's how we got where we are today. There was all that aid went through the fingers of Hamas, made people rich. Very little got down, and so the question is: How are you going to help uh, the massive internal displaced population without just getting Hamas back into the game faster? That's a bigger than a bedrock problem. People really need to start thinking about. If you want to understand exactly what Jim is talking about, just do a. Um an internet search on the wealth of Yasser Arafat and his daughter. Then you'll understand uh, where that aid went. We've been talking to the Heritage Foundation's Jim Carafano. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This has been One on One. If you have had enough with the political persecution of the 45th President of the United States, please stand with him. We've created a T-shirt, a yard sign, a mug. They're the most popular items we've ever put on the website with his booking photograph and a very simple phrase, Trump 2024. All available at sebgorkastore.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A store.com. And please support him directly at donaldjtrump.com. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, keep your head on a swivel, watch your six, hold the line, never give up, never give in, and stay frosty. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.